Well, let's do this again. So, fun-filled afternoon of technical difficulties and trying to get this all situated in the dark because apparently that gives us better lighting. I like it. I like it. So, we are hot. Finally. We're rolling. We are finally rolling. Um, Episode 002. 002, coming at you coming hot. hot. Um, introduce yourself. My name is Kent Campbell, originally from Georgia. Jack's Beach local for four years, then moved to St. John's County. Yeah, then he had to had to up and leave town on us. Like a but here I am. I'm here like a transient. Um, all right, guys. Uh, Justin Henderson. So I guess we'll stay with that. Jack's Jacksonville local. Yeah, forever. Tried and true, all the way through. Born and bred. There we go. We got <laughs> we got in trouble on our last podcast because we didn't actually introduce ourselves like at all. Yeah. I don't even know if we gave names. No, we gave names. Did we give you, names? You got our first name at least. I mean, I kind of figured my mom's the only one listening to this, so... I mean, my mom doesn't even know how to use an iPhone, so <laughs> she's deaf and not listening. <laughs> she's deaf and not listening, so... But that's okay. That's all right. Then, you know, nobody there to recognize your voice. Right. You know, on a scale of one to ten, what's the chance my wife actually listened to this? I mean, I tried to bribe my wife into listening, but she has not done it yet. <laughs> she still hasn't done it yet. I, I don't know that Dawn has either. But I'm working on that. All right. In your, in your comments, guys, if you only listen to the first 30 seconds of this show... Uh, Give us a scale of one to ten. One you think Don listened, ten you think she probably listened to twenty seconds and turned it off. Yeah, I'm leaning towards. Uh, I don't even. I don't even remember I what think scale she, was. I think she probably gave it a five six minute listen. Five five six know? minutes yeah. tops. From her ride from the house to the gym. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, it's a short ride. It's only like six. That's always my problem with listening to podcasts. It's like. I have to listen to it in like 30 segments for a you yeah. know a 10 minute podcast. That's why I moved to St. John's. I can listen to a podcast on the way here and I can listen to a podcast on the way home. It's no joke. Beautiful. No joke, guys. Yeah, the, other, the, other, the other day I was talking with that with um I don't know who I was talking to. He's like, Kent listening to podcasts. And all of a sudden he's like coming up with all these like things he's listening to and talking and, <laughs> and like, oh yeah, he drives an hour each way now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tons of time to listen to everything. I'm fully invested in the podcast now. <laughs> Podcasting. Way to go. Cool. So guys, today in episode zero zero two. 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 We are essentially going to, we put a list together and we're going to do a top 10 list because that's what people do when they're not sure what content to put out and what to talk about. They you go, make lists. You make a list, right? And you wear matching hoodies. Check it. <laughs> check it. <laughs> I mean, mine might Solid. be blue. You might be gray. Yeah. Look you know, good though. Yeah. Looks look, good. Looking sharp. So uh, yeah, the 002, we're going to do a top 10 list about top 10 ways to be a better CrossFitter. And we spent a lot of time on this list, so make sure you listen intently. Intently. A lot of time. We're lucky it's not a one to a top 100 list. Yeah, we had, you, we had to cut it off. Of ways you can be a better... As is, it's 13. Yeah. For being, on, being honest, it's not even 10, it's 13. Lucky number 13. <laughs> so um, I guess we can get right into this. Um, let's start off, first of all, though, before we get into top 10 of what of things that can make you a better CrossFitter, I think we can agree that if you're a better CrossFitter, you're also a better person. One would hope so. One would hope so. If getting better at one thing should make you better at the other. Yes. And if you're already a great person, being a better CrossFitter could probably only make you a better person. Well-rounded. Yeah. I mean, you could go the other way and you could become a really good CrossFitter and a really shitty person. Exactly. But we want to steer away from that. We want to, we want to avoid that. Yes. Right. That's why we put a top 10 list together to help you avoid being really good at fitness and really shitty at life. Absolutely. Cause that's no good. No. All right. Perfect. Um, there were in our TV, uh, Dr. Phil moment, Dr. Phil there. Dr. Phil. He'd be proud. He'd be proud. All right, guys. Um, what can what makes what does it mean to be good at CrossFit? What makes a CrossFitter good? What what is this? Well, you don't specialize, so 
being a good CrossFitter is mean you're kind of good at everything. You have a decent level of strength. You have a decent, you know, aerobic capacity. You're fairly good at gymnastics. You're pretty good at, uh, you know, longer duration workouts. You're pretty good at short duration workouts. I mean, this all encompassing, you know, whatever fitness modality is pretty much out there, you know, CrossFit has included it in some aspect. Okay. So just like a better, fitter, more capable person in general? Yeah. I mean, you know, you can max out, maybe squat three, 400 pounds one day, and then next day go hit a 5K and perform pretty well. I mean, you're just, you know, like a utility knife. You can do it all. Utility knife. The old, the old Swiss Army old knife. old Swiss Army knife. It's like the small Swiss Army knife or like the giant one that like you need your car to carry around? Like the one that you could fit in your backpack. Okay. The backpack yeah. Swiss yeah. Army knife. Yeah. yeah. Like the spoon. Maybe the, little, the elite, tooth, the the elite guys. That pulled out. Yeah. The elite guys and girls would be like, you know, the high end, the one you see in the glass case that you wish you could afford. Gotcha. But you can't. You're, yeah. They don't let, they don't let you, anybody just pull that one out exactly. and play with it. Like it's a, it's a special day when you're like, I want that one. Yeah. Cool. Um, so we talk about being a better CrossFitter. Are we trying to be just better at thruster races? You know, three, two, one, go, the clock's going. Are we trying to be a better overall generalized version of ourselves? I mean, a little bit of both, honestly. Like you want to be better at thruster workouts, obviously. Get that friend time down. But just, you know, being better overall, generalize, you know, generalizing the workouts over the course of the week, you know, we're going to hit a five-minute probably sprint workout, or we're going to have like a 15 to 20-minute longer duration. You want to be able to perform well at both. You know, those are different energy systems we're using. Oh, there's that's our $5 word for the day. Right. Ener- energy systems. Stay tuned for that podcast. It's going to be a doozy. <laughs> we'll have Nate on there for that one, too. Yeah, we'll get Nate on this, and we'll start throwing around words like oxidative. <laughs> Krebs cycle. Glycolytic. You guys just it's, wait. It's gonna be you pretty. Wait. It's gonna be pretty good. You're gonna be like, I didn't realize these these idiots knew this stuff, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Google. We not, have Google. Not just hat racks, kids. Yeah. Um, all right. So, going into number one thing. All right. This should be on everybody's number one list for being a better CrossFitter. Probably a better person, also. Just show up. Just show up. Ah, be around. You gotta. Yeah. You gotta do it. You can't not do it. Right. Being on your couch, sitting around at your house is not going to make you fitter. It's not going to make you better at CrossFit. Watching YouTube videos about CrossFit is not going to make you a better CrossFitter. No. <laughs> I mean... If you put it into practice, though, it has the potential. <laughs> if, you, if you're also going to the gym consistently yes. and watching YouTube videos, it, yes. you, know, you could learn something. But, yeah, that's true. But, there's, there's a potential for that. Yeah. But I know for me, from my perspective, the biggest, the single most solitary thing that I preach and preach and preach and preach and preach is consistency, right? Show up, right? Walk through the door, do the work. Absolutely. Day in, day out, do the work, all right? I know we have a laundry list of reasons why that's hard to do, right? Mm -hmm. We have work. Mm -hmm. People have jobs, apparently, okay? They have bosses that tell them when and where they need to be places. They schedule meetings out of the blue. They have to take calls and schedule meetings. They have family obligations. They have kids, they have travel, they have every excuse in the world. You know what those are, guys? They're just excuses. Excuses. All right. Listen, your boss will let you go work out. You can put that on your schedule, put it on your Google calendar, say from whatever time to whatever time, I'm fitnessing. You know, if that might be, you need to walk downstairs in the parking lot of your office, do some air squats and run around the parking lot three dozen times, come back upside and go back to work. That's fine, but you got to get it in. Yeah. Right. Well, you just got to make it a priority, you know, like, 
I think the average American watches 22 hours of television a week and you spend four hours a day on your cell phone. Just think about that. 22 hours a week of television, that's a full day. You can carve out 30 minutes, maybe even 20 minutes, you know, a day, every other day to get some type of fitness in. My man came loaded with some stats. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. It's not, guys. It's... If you let everything and every excuse and problem and scenario and situation take precedent over you and your body and your fitness and what you have going on and what you're trying to work towards, it will. It will win every time. Yeah. Right? You just have to plan. If you make it a priority, if it's an important aspect of your life, you will carve out time for it no matter what. Kent, what time does your wife get up and run every morning? Uh, she's like 5.30 a.m. 5.30 a.m., right? Yeah. She's got a newborn baby. She's got a job. She's got responsibilities. She's got things going on. She's got to do it before the baby wakes up. Get up and go run. I'm sure she'd rather not run in the dark. Exactly. But. Yeah. And she, I mean, she makes it happen. Like she's super consistent about it. Again, number one, consistency. Like that was literally, no lie, that was number one on both of our lists was consistency is the key. Just got to show up and put the work in. Yeah. The results, the results will follow. And, and honestly, guys, that consistency, like just show up, that's, it's number one on literally every list you're going to look up about doing just about anything, right? It's show up and it's, it probably could be the entire list. Yeah, really Every, yeah. Everything else is like a small micro piece of that. Yep. That is the macro. That is the big piece. That is what needs to be done for everything else to happen. Yeah. Cool. All right. Is that, is that wrap up number one? I think so. Yeah. Let's get down the list. Okay, cool. I mean, I could keep we, going. We could spend all day on. I could keep on going number on number one. one all day. God, number one's my jam. Uh, number two. All right. We're showing up. We're here consistent. We're doing things. We're making it happen. You guys are getting after it. Whatever that may look like. It may be running. It may be going to a gym. It may be. I don't know, swimming in your swimming in your parents' pool, doing laps and treading water, whatever whatever it may be, all right? Number two is going to wrap into that. It's have a goal, right? What is the goal, right? Do you have a big goal? Do you have a long-term goal? Do yeah. you have a short-term goal? Exactly, Do you have yeah. somewhere in the middle? What is your goal? Right, break it down. Short-term goals, you know, maybe, you know, by the end of this month, I want to run a mile nonstop. You know, I don't want to break it up into a walk jog. Right. You know, long-term goal, you know, three, six months. Maybe I, you know... Uh, reduce my Murph time or I get a faster friend time or, you know, I complete a 5k or something like that. Long-term goal, you know, I increased my back squat 50 pounds or something like that. But having a tangible goal, you know, something that you can write down and that you can measure is, you know, ideal for setting the goals. You know, it's ne it needs to be measurable. That way it's more realistic. You know, it's something that you can attain. True. So, Ken, what's your goal? Gosh, I have so many goals. <laughs> To be a better crossfitter. Um, <laughs> be a better crossfitter. So honestly, I put in a lot of work um, over the past year on my aerobic capacity because I felt like that was always something that was decent enough, but not great. You know, like running workouts would kind of beat me up. So I've really done a good job of increasing my running capacity, my aerobic capacity, and that's helped like recover faster during workouts. Um, but I feel like myself, like by increasing that, I feel like I neglected a lot of my strength work. So now... 2021 is a year of getting back some of that strength for myself. That's what I'm going to work on. Okay. Very good. So, and I know for me, like goal wise, like where I'm at in my life right now, it's to be healthy, mm -hmm. right? I don't want to train so much to the point that I'm walking around busted all the time. Right. Like, lift, lift sore. Lift sore, right? Yeah. <laughs> Believe yeah. it or not, I have, I have a brain where I can train and I can, my shoulder can be bothering me one day and I can go to hundred pull-ups the next day and I'm doing overhead stuff the day after that. And I can just, I'll just keep going. And it's like three months later, I can't barely pick my arm up. And it's like, well, that's no fun. So right. I'm trying to work, be smarter with my training would be a better way to uh, 
wrap that up. Mm-hmm. Um, I still like micro goals for me is I want to be better at pushups, which ultimately will make me better at burpees. And I like to be better at pull-ups. So like body weight okay. stuff that I neglect that I need to get the reps in just makes me ultimately better at that stuff. Are we talking strict pull-ups here? Are we talking butterfly, chest to bar? What do we, what do we work So for me, goal wise, um, all of the above. Okay. But as far as training wise, for me specifically, it would be strict pull-ups. Okay. That way, if my strict pulling strength is better, my kipping pull-ups, my butterfly pull-ups, my muscle-ups, all yes. they will all get better. Yep. Like as a byproduct of working that, you know, nice easy strict pull-up that I don't even have to break a sweat doing. Right. Like it's not like it's I need to roll out. I need an hour to do it. I need you know all the perfect supplements and everything mm-hmm. else and gear and all this other bullshit to do it. I can just walk into the gym, bust out some pull-ups. Right. You know, it might be put a band. Guys, if you're not here sometimes, I use a band for pull-ups all the time, right? Sit up there, do sets of 10. Do five sets of 10. I'm done with pull-ups for the day. Move on. But if he sees you doing them with a band, he will give you a hard time about it. Not not true. Not yes, true. First-hand experience. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe Ken. I'll give Ken a hard time. Um, so, guys, have a goal, all right? Um, tying in to have a goal, all right? This one's this one's a little interesting, It's um, but get a coach, all right? Um, if you're working out here with us, you have a coach. Perfect. Beautiful. Beautiful. One-stop shop. One-stop shop. Like, we'll almost take care of you. you guys right? are so lucky. You have no idea. Um, but from there, it's get a coach. Have somebody that's, you know, in your corner. Somebody that's going to be, hold you accountable to your goals, right? If I said, Kent, can you be my coach and help me with my pull-ups? And Kent would say, okay, how many pull-ups can you do? How many pull-ups do you want to do? What's the, what's the timeline on those pull-ups? Okay, you have one pull-up now. You want 10 pull-ups by August. Here's a plan to get to 10 pull-ups by August. And then Kent would be a great coach and he would check in with me mm-hmm. along those lines and make sure I'm doing the work needed to be done to do those pull-ups to get right. my, to get to my goal. And if he's a really good coach, which word on the street is he might be, he would probably, by the time I got to my 10 pull-ups, he'd already have me ready and set up for a new goal to move past that. Absolutely. Right? Yep. Cause push the envelope. Yeah. Cause 10 pull-ups just scratching the surface, right? Exactly. We also have to do 10 air squats. Yep. All right. So get a coach, guys. If you're at your house, you're working out and you're doing something by yourself and somehow or another you stumbled into this podcast and you're like, who are these guys talking? They sound great. Especially that Kent fella. Sounds like a good coach. Like his swag. Yeah, guys, go find a coach, right? Um, You can learn a lot on the internet, right? You can learn a lot on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But without having somebody like specifically telling you and watching you move specifically, it's going to be hard to really dial in what's going on. Absolutely. And I mean, even we have coaches, you know, we go to seminars we go to continuing education and you know we get judged on what we do um which i think is great for everyone you know everyone needs another eye on them you know critique form you know to help improve things i mean everybody needs a coach you know elite athletes have a coach for a reason you know they just don't do it on their own it's very true and guys and not always if you're looking for a coach not always the best mover or the best athlete makes the best coach Absolutely. Right. I mean, if you go, we'll stay CrossFit specific here, but if you look at CrossFit athletes and their coaches, they're not all getting coached by coaches that have won the CrossFit games. Right. (laughs) Right. They're, they're just not. So most of them have not been to the CrossFit games. Most of them have not been to the CrossFit games. They've been there as coaches. Right. Right. But they're there to help you out. They know their strength lies and how they communicate towards others and go from there. Yeah. Very true. All right. Cool. Number four, shut up and listen. All right. Also, good life advice here. Try and, you know, you almost want to speak. What do they say? Speak a quarter of the time you listen. Yeah. You know. Two eyes, two ears, one mouth. Exactly, right? So when your coach is talking, listen to them. Don't automatically pretend like you know everything. Especially during the warm-up and the brief. 
Yeah. Talking to you guys. <laughs> talking, to, talking to you. <laughs> it feels like we're staring at you right now. <laughs> we are. We are. <laughs> All right. But for real, guys, not even just like that, but like listen to, you know, that the, the nuggets your coaches are throwing out, if you're not paying attention when they're talking, and, you know, it's, we say the same things day in, day out, day in, day out. It's, we say them for a reason, right? They mean something, right. they work. It, clearly, if we're not, if we're still saying it, you're not doing it. Right. And you may be missing that one crucial piece, you know, that we're talking about that would help you dial something in, but you didn't hear it because you were having a conversation with so-and-so in the back and just not really dialed into, you know, the class. Exactly. Uh, Kent, how many times, this is from experience for me, I know this happened to you. How many times have you trained someone? We'll, we'll say you've trained them for four or five years mm-hmm. and they've struggled with a movement or they're struggling with something and they, they finally one day roll in and they're like, Hey, I figured this out. And I'm like, awesome. Great. You know, how'd you figure that out? And it's like, Oh, I saw on, you know, I went to another gym or something and I talked to somebody and they said, Hey, do this. Right. And I did it and it worked. And you're like, yeah, I've literally been selling you those exact same words for five years. Right. <laughs> and I mean, maybe the delivery was a little bit different, but I'm pretty sure, you know, the same message was being sent. Yeah, like literally the exact yeah. same words. And, but it, you know, from different pitch of voice, it resonates differently. Or you were right. somewhere else, you weren't in your comfort zone with your normal people and you were actually, I don't know, listening. Listening, yeah. It's like when you're giving your significant other advice and they don't take it and then someone else tells them the same thing. Can't, you should no, I'm not, Can't, you I'm should not talking about personal experience here. Can't, you just should a, listen to your wife. <laughs> just, just saying, it's, it's that type of thing. Yeah, you should definitely listen to your wife. Trust me. I listen to her all the time. I'm just kidding. Um, moving on. All right, guys. Um, I mean, we're cracking through these things. I think we've already, we've already handled four of them, but we're not halfway yet. We're not halfway yet. We got 13 for you guys. Don't worry. Some of these down at the bottom, they're quick hitters. Extra credit. Extra credit. If you're paying attention at home. Uh, number five, guys, don't worry so much about what others are doing. Why is that important, Kent? Well, it's more like stay in your own lane type of thing. Um, I, feel like a lot of people, when they come into CrossFit, you'll kind of tag on to someone who's maybe at your current fitness level, and that is kind of your competition. And that can be fun. Like, don't get me wrong. I think that's fun to have, like, internal competition with friends and stuff like that. But you can't let it, like, dictate how you go about your training, your, you know, your fitness, your working out. Um, you need to do what's best for you. You know, that person may be doing something out of your skill set or something that you maybe haven't built up yet, and you're just not ready for. So it's more about being safe, kind of staying within your own means, and then, you know, just getting better at whatever aspect you need to get better at, whether, hey, I need to focus more on my strength, or I need to focus more on my aerobic capacity. Just, you know, don't let outside, you know, stuff dictate what you're trying to do. I mean, pretty much. I agree. Right? Yeah, pretty much what I would have said. Yeah, guys, you know, don't, what it'll do is it'll get you to a point where you're doing stuff that's detrimental to your own fitness by trying to copy, do, follow someone else right. that you don't need to be following, right? Again, if we listen to our coaches, right, we'll be okay there because your coach is going to steer you in the right direction there, yeah. right? And some days it might be fine to chase that person. That might be a great idea. You know, if we're out on a on a run, you it might be good to go chase the fastest person, see what you got. Yeah. You know, if it's something that's outside of your skill level, then maybe not. Right. Yeah, don't look at the newest workout that some elite athlete put on Instagram and think that you're just going to replicate that. I, you know, don't do that. Yeah. It's typically not a great idea. Um, cool. Next going in, this one's a big one for a lot of people. Uh, the warm up. All right. So 
regardless of where you're doing fitness, regardless of how CrossFit gym, regular gym, your couch in your living room, your grandma's garage. Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You should always do a warm up. Okay. Getting into a warm up, getting things going. You got to get the body flowing. It's going to help you avoid injury. A lot of other good things. S speaking specifically to being a better CrossFitter though, I'm going to speak about the warm up in a CrossFit gym, right? Typically speaking, a coach leads said warm up. Mm -hmm. If your coach is not leading the warm up and you're not taking you through a proper range of motion and skills and mechanics at every day and every class and every warm up, find a new gym. All right. But saying those pieces are happening. Yes. If I'm talking during the whole warm up, what am I missing? Everything. Everything. Like Everything. what? Everything. Well, you're missing instruction. You're missing a chance to get better. You're missing a chance to find out, you know, what the workout's actually going to be because you're probably going to ask those questions later. How do I get better with an empty barbell or a PVC pipe? I'm way stronger than that. Absolutely, but you're just you're drilling, you know, muscle memory mechanics. Like that is when you get better. Like when you're going through the warm up, you're basically setting the tone for your entire workout. You know, how you address your warm up is basically probably how you're going to address a workout for that day. So by setting the tone, focusing, going through the proper mechanics, you know, and this ties into, you know, Justin saying that I don't want to hurt, you know, I want to be healthy, keep working out well, then the warm up is super important because that is what's going to allow you to work out ideally stay injury free and keep doing what you love doing. So the warm up, I mean, you could almost say that's the most important piece. I agree. Right. So guys, yeah. So empty reps, empty barbell reps, that's how you get better. Right. It's taking, yeah. taking practice reps. Absolutely. Like that's what they are. They're practice reps. You should be thinking every single rep with an empty barbell is a chance to get better. Like, are you focused on what you're doing with that? Or is it just nah, 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 go through the reps? Hey, you said do five. I did four. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Nobody's counting me. So I guess we're okay. Yeah. Yes, go, go through that. Use that time. Focus on your mechanics. Focus on what the coach is saying and get through those reps. Like long-term, that's going to make you a much better athlete than just kind of shitting through the warm-up and, you know, starting right. the workout. Yeah. I mean, honestly, your workout reps should look like your warm-up reps. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you know, instilling that muscle memory into your body. So they should look yeah. exactly the same. Not the least of reasons why is in a typical CrossFit class, the warm-up is probably at least 15 minutes, right? It's probably close to a third or a quarter of your hour. That is fitness. You are actually yeah. fitnessing during your warm-up. It's not just something to blow through. Right. Like it's part of your hour of total fitness where you're doing something, you're moving, you're sweating, you're putting your body through, you know, light load, you're doing body weight movements, you're going, this is workout, right? Yeah. You're priming the switch, yeah. you know, you're getting ready. Cool. Um, sticking with kind of a workout theme here, improper scaling coming in at number seven. How do, how would I, how would somebody improperly scale? Kent? I mean, there's a couple ways, I guess. Um, I think the first one on the top of my head would be probably going too light or taking your scale movements too easy. I think we see that a lot with, let's so I'll just use toes to bar, for example. You know, toes to bar, pretty tough movement. Um, a skill that a lot of people may have trouble with, especially like, you know, cycling toes to bar. Um, and one of the modifications is a knee tuck, you know. And granted, if you don't have great grip strength, that can be a tough movement. But if you do have a moderate amount of grip strength, those knee tucks are kind of easy. You can blow through those pretty fast. And so if you're doing... 15 knee tucks and someone's doing 15 toes to bar, well, I mean, you're just going to blow through that super fast, you know? So are you getting the stimulus that we're wanting out of that workout? You know, are you building your core, you know, in the way that we want that to be built? So maybe there's a tougher, you know, modification that we can give you that will get you moving towards that toes to bar skill. 
that we want you to have. Yeah. Again, guys, it's a great opportunity for you to enlist the help of your coach. Like, hey, coach, you know, I, I'm kind of close on this. I'm not there. I can, I can maybe almost get my toes to the bar. I can't really, but I can. So I go to the, do the knee tucks every time because they're just, I don't want to slow down too much. Yeah. Right. And that's when your coach, guys, you got great coaches here. They're going to give you a different option for that. Right. It might be, hey, I want you to do two to three toes to bar. Then I want you to do two to three hanging leg raises then finish that off with five knee tucks and move on and try and do that each round. Right. That way we're still on the pull-up bar. We're still moving through reps. We're still getting stuff done, but we're actually working towards that new skill versus just totally abandoning it. Right. Right. We don't, you know, we want you guys to walk before you can run. No, no doubt about that. Right. Safety first, mechanics, technique, all that good stuff. But at some point we got to push the boundary just a little bit, right? We got to get outside that comfort zone right. into something that's right. going to make us challenge ourselves. Right. If we can get in our little bubble. Mm-hmm. You know, forever. It's cool. Our bubble's nice. Our bubble's safe. We know our bubble. It's friendly. It's, it's very comfortable. You know, <laughs> if your bubble is a single under and it never wants to turn into a double under, why is that? Guys, oh, if you man. can do a single under, you have the ability to do a double under. I could name some names. Name. Oh, man. We're not name dropping today. Woo. But. Lord. <laughs> if you, I promise, if you have the ability to do a single under, you have the ability to do a double Ab- absolutely. under. Absolutely. All you have to do is practice it. You just have to practice it. That's all it is. Especially if you can do 50 singles in a row, you absolutely have the ability to learn double unders. Yeah. there's Absolutely. The only thing stopping you is between your ears. Yeah, exactly. Like then, And that's not that overcomable. I've seen some some questionable people with things between their ears that have overcome <laughs> a lot, all right, when it comes to double unders. That's fair. That's very fair. So, you know, I mean, this is a gym. This isn't always a Mensa Academy, okay? Um, improper scaling. The other way you can improperly scale is scaling up. Mm-hmm. right? We don't see this one as often, but it does happen where you're like, hey, I want to do the quote unquote RX plus. Every time I hear RX plus, I want to cringe. All right. Only thing that RX plus means to me is you want to go slow. You're right. afraid to move fast. Everybody wants to lift heavy, sexy weight, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can mm-hmm. put this over my head. Cool. <clears throat> but can you do 75 pounds 20 times without putting the barbell down? Right. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it's like, I would rather do Fran with 95 pounds versus 75 because I know the 75 is going to hurt way more because yeah. I can go way faster. I would, yeah. I would much rather do Fran heavier yeah. with chest to bar pull-ups right. than I do normal Fran because it's harder. Absolutely. And it's it's going to make me go so much slower, which is going to be way more comfortable mm-hmm. for me and my heart rate than, you know, pedal to the metal, full send, see what you got. We're here now. Let's see what you're made of. Right. Right. Versus the other way around, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's always about that, you know, that stimulus that we're searching for. So it's not always great to, like you said, like, don't, don't go up. You know, if you can move that weight fast, then that's what we want. We want you to move that weight fast. So, Absolutely. So stick with what's on the board. Let's move it fast. All right. So definitely don't want to, you know, scale up too heavy to make things too hard, right? There is a time and place for if the workout comes in and it's maybe your skill set and you're an advanced athlete to a degree and it's, you know, the workout is written to a stimulus that might actually be a little bit under your ability level. That's mm-hmm. fine. Your coach is then going to probably single you out individually and they're going to give you a little more of a challenge, right? Right. That's a different scenario. And they're also watching you do that workout and they know what you can handle and they're giving you, they're giving you the same thing. It's pushing you outside your comfort zone a little bit, giving you a little bit more individually. Right. That doesn't, and then go back to don't worry about what everybody else is doing. You know, if you see them doing that, that doesn't necessarily mean you should be doing it. Absolutely. Like, and it may not seem like it, but when there's like 15, you know, people in here working out, but we do see what you guys are doing. We know your abilities. We know what level you're at. So we are able to prescribe what, you know, weights or movements you guys should ideally be doing. So don't, don't think that we're not paying attention to you if we're not always looking directly at you. We are always observing, 100%. We see everything. 
everything. When in doubt, I videotape every workout that you guys do in here and Camera's I right over there. watch them at home uh, pretty much on the weekends. That's all I do, Saturday and Sunday. And yeah, we'll get into that later, I guess. Um, number, I don't know, number eight, eight. Number eight. Sacrificing form for time. All right, man. Ooh, Murph, Murph, anybody? Murph. Murph. So let's talk about this. We'll keep it simple. How many times do you see, without saying names or anything important, do you see people doing, we'll go pick a nice easy movement, we'll call it a wall ball. Okay. How many times do you see wall balls where either A, a full squat is not being hit, or the ball is not being hit at or above the target line, and you as a coach have not talked to that person individually about shorting range of motion or hitting a lower target? All the time. All the time. Every, why, every class. Why do they do that? I have no idea. I think they're sacrificing form for time. Absolutely. Especially when they were doing so good in the warm-up with good depth, good height on the wall ball. It's yeah. like, what happened? I think they're just trying to go faster. Just trying to speed up, shorten the time, make yeah. it easier. Oh, where's that easier? Where make it easier, more comfortable, more comfortable for yourself. Okay. Yeah, guys, like that. that's a very you know minute, easy, simple example, but we see it day in, day out, okay? A wall ball is a pretty easy movement. You can challenge yourself to get into a full squat. Mm -hmm. 99% of you guys can get into a full squat, especially the people we coach because we see them do it because we put them through it and we go through these things. We wouldn't ask you guys to do these things if we knew you couldn't do them. Right. Okay. We've trained you to do these things. So think about that if you're still listening. Put that in the back of your mind and you know, know that we see every time you guys are shorting these reps, we see it, we notice it. Okay. Get, hit that depth. I mean, we can't come, we're not going to come tell you every single time if you're doing 100 wall balls in a workout. It's, it just gets a little well, yeah. redundant. And I mean, by sacrificing for what, a faster time on the scoreboard? Well, guess what? You didn't really get better during that workout because you sacrificed so much movement. So focus on the movement. That's what's going to get you better and allow you to move faster or to do more reps unbroken. So don't sacrifice that. This is not worth it. Correct. All right. Number nine, not taking rest days. All right, Kent, when was, that's, that's when, tough, when was the last time you took a rest day? Yesterday. <laughs> All right, perfect. I think for me, it was Friday, okay? So, guys, there's a lot of different ways you can take rest days, but the rest days is a way you can let your body heal, get stronger, build muscle again before you can get back at it again, right? It's part of mm -hmm. staying healthy and happy for a long time. Is you got to work in some rest days. Um, me specifically, I've always kind of been prescribed myself to, I let rest days happen naturally. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily right. plan them. It's not the world's best strategy, but it's my strategy. So I might be out of town. I might, you know, something comes up in my schedule, whatever. I'm, but I'm pretty regimented. I know I'm going to get my workout in right. nine times out of 10. So mm -hmm. on that 10th day, it's like, Hey, I'm taking a rest day, yeah. you know, the, and that's how it works. Typically it's Sunday for me. Um, for being honest, I, how, how it kind of rolls for me. Right. Yeah. No, I think your schedule will definitely dictate that. And then, you know, your training age. So not necessarily like your biological age. Um, like how long have you been training? You know, you are more aware of your body, what you're capable of. Um, I may go myself, let's say a couple weeks without a training day, but that may be because, hey, I know I'm going out of town the following weekend. So I'm going to have like two, three days in a row. So I just want to kind of build up to that. And then I'm going to give myself an extended, you know, rest. So just by listening to my body, knowing what I'm capable of. And then like Justin, I don't necessarily schedule my rest days. I just know when I need that, you know, I just, I mean, I feel good that day or I know that I'm really sore, I'm beat up or just, you know, mentally you need a break. So there are multiple ways that you can kind of know when it is time for that rest day. Yeah. So listen to your body, 
right? And if you're new and it's kind of something that's going on, you know, you can go to the three days on, one day off, three days on, one day off, two days on, one day, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, you know, kind of four days a week, somewhere, you know, somewhere in there, but ultimately it's going to come down to listen to your body, right? If you basically can't get out of bed in the morning because you're so sore, well, you know, talk to your coach, send them a text. No, right. They'll lead you in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean just like sit on the couch and just lay around all day, you know, maybe go for a walk, you know, do something that you enjoy doing, you know, take your dog to the park, stuff like that. You know, just don't be completely lazy, but don't do anything of high impact of, you know, nothing that's going to stimulate a excessively high heart rate pretty much. Yep. Cool. So track your essays. Uh, number 10. Remember, we have 13. So this is number 10. Track your results, guys. This goes back into what Kent was mentioning earlier about stuff being measurable. Okay. I know this one's hard. And for the most part, guys in tribe, if you like for us, we use a system, you go in there, you can track your scores. Right. Right. We'll keep that. It'll stay in the database forever. That works. If you are kind of person who likes to handwrite stuff down, keep a journal, mm-hmm. keep it in your phone. There's a million apps out there that'll do these things, but something that will allow you to log your results day in, day out. And you don't necessarily need to log every single workout you do. Right. right. But if it's a benchmark workout, if it's a lift, if something like that, it's good to know your numbers. So it's like, hey, you know, Kent can squat 200 pounds, you know, three years ago. Now he looks at it and he's squatting, you know. 205. 205. Squatting 250. <laughs> he knows in three years he's gained 50 pounds on his back squat. Hey, things are working. They're going in the right direction. Right. Right. So it's good to, good to know and good to see those numbers. And then also, you know, the more detailed you get into your training log, if you will, you can see what exterior factors are, you know, affecting that. Right. Right. Yeah. Moving, having a child, you know, these things will have an effect on that. Yeah. yeah, of course. Like most importantly, like record their strength numbers. Um, that's going to give you a good base of where you are. Uh, the Metcons, like Justin mentioned, you probably don't always have to record those because most likely you'll never see some of them ever again, except for the benchmark. And they're called benchmark for a reason because we do repeat those. That way you can test, you know, how far you've come. So just like, you know, 17.1, and then we retested 21.2, you know, you could see that, oh, I got better at dumbbell snatches, or I got, you know, more efficient at burpee box jump overs, you know, by repeating those workouts, we do have that ability to measure, you know, how much progress we've made. Agreed. Can you want to take after number 11 there? Number 11. Number 11. Yes. You must have an engine. What does that mean? A nice, a nice car? I have one of those in my car. A nice car? So, CrossFit centers so much around your aerobic capacity. Yes, we move weights, but you need to be able to move efficiently. So, by having a better engine, you're going to recover faster. You're going to be able to take shorter rest breaks. And most importantly, if you're not super fatigued during a workout, guess what? Your form is going to be better. You're going to be able to maintain form, you're going to be able to move better, your mechanics are going to look better. So there's such a huge carryover of having a good aerobic capacity. A lot of people come into CrossFit and they just want to get strong, which is great. You do need to have a, a certain level of strength. Yeah, But, absolutely. you know, being super strong can also have its limitations if you're just so strong you can deadlift 600 pounds, but you can't go jog a half mile. You know, what are you going to do with that? You need to be able to express your fitness. And by having a great engine, you're able to do that. I, I agree. Right. You know, think about the person, you know, if you're doing a workout, think about, say you had a 200 meter row or let's go a 400 meter run and you were running along. I was running alongside Kent and I'm running as hard as I can with Kent. Hey, I think we're doing great. You know, things are going great. I'm I'm right with him. I'm, you know, we're moving fast and we're coming inside. 
But I, it took me everything I had to keep up with Kent for that 400 meter run, which is good. I pushed it hard. But as soon as we got, you know, done with the run, we had to do 50 air squats. And Kent didn't hardly take a breath, and he's already mm-hmm. doing 50 air squats. And I'm wheezing in the corner because the run took everything I had. Right. Right. You got to develop a little more so that, you know, he's got plenty left in the tank, and he went hard too, and he's got plenty left, and I don't. So that's going to be a big, big difference there. Yeah. Cool. Um, Work on your weaknesses, guys. Number, what is this, number 45? Number 12. Number 12. Work on your weaknesses. All right, everybody. Double, double unders. Yeah, double everybody. unders, wall balls. Um, everybody has weaknesses, okay? So it's pinpointing what that weakness is in every workout you do, right? Every single workout. So it's, hey, you're showing up to the gym today. We're going to listen. We're going to pay attention. We're going to talk to our coach. We're going to, hey, coach, I might need a plan today. Be, you know, this is my wheelhouse, man. It's double unders, it's burpees, and it's, you know, handstand push-ups. This is my jam. I'm fairly good about this. I'm feeling great. I love this workout. And coach, a good coach is going to be like, all right, cool, Kent. You know, what I think I'd like to see you do today, and me knowing you and knowing your performances, I want to see you do every set of those handstand push-ups unbroken. I don't care anything else about the workout. I want those handstand push-ups unbroken, but I can't, I can't do it. Well, you haven't yet. Right. Right. So let's try that. We might fall flat on our face, literally, because they're handstand push-ups, but we might fail, right? Failing's okay but we learn like what the limits of our expectations are. And then we can keep pushing those limits, right? That's one way to really work on the weakness. Another way is obviously I can't do handstand pushups. I need to work on handstand pushups. Right. Just learn the skill. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And learn the skill. Double might be, unders. Yeah, Anybody, double, double unders, unders. Right. Learning the skill might be, hey, you need to practice that specific skill in different ways, right? If you're always doing single unders, every time you come into a single under and y'all do a single under and we never actually practice a double under, how the hell are you ever going to do a double under? Right. You're never going to get better. Right. You're going to do single unders forever. Yeah. At some point, you're going to have to try and sling that rope underneath your feet twice mm-hmm. when you jump once. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I promise it's not that hard. Right. All right. And I mean, some some of the things may be more strength-based as well. So take, for instance, like chest-to-bar pull-ups. You know, you do have to have a certain level of strength and mobility to transition from doing, you know, pull-ups into a chest-to-bar. So we do understand that, you know, and there step, are... There step, are step one. Yeah. And there are things that we can give you to work on that strength. You know, that way you do develop you know, the certain skills that you need to move up a ladder, you know, in a movement. Agreed. Um, finally, guys, rule, uh, no, these aren't rules. <laughs> uh, these are rules. <laughs> these are these are rules. <laughs> these are rules for our gym, actually. Uh, top 10 ways to be a better CrossFitter. <laughs> rule number 13, all right? This is actually a rule in our gym. It's on our paper that we have everybody sign when they join the gym. Yes. Don't be an asshole. Back on it. Back on it. All right. Man, we are just absolutely striking out with technical Woo. difficulties. Difficulties. It's okay. okay. Two podcasts in. This is bound to happen. Yeah. Episode 002. 003 is going to be dialed. In 003. <laughs> we'll be all over it. All right, guys. So finally, finishing up. Rule. God, I went back to rules again. Uh, <laughs> take two. You <laughs> got this right. Screwed it up Commandment again. Commandment number 13. <laughs> There's only 10 commandments, I think. I failed religion. All right, guys. Top 10 ways to be better CrossFitter. Uh Number 13, we told you we had some bonus bonus uh, points here. Uh, don't be an asshole, right? Be nice to people. Be Super nice, important. Be nice to the people you work out with. Be nice to the people around you. You never know who's going to be looking out for you, who's going to be helping you, who who can give you, you know, that hand when you need it. Somebody that's going to be assisting in this. And if you're always an ass to people, right. nobody's going to want to be like, nobody's going to want to talk to you, be around you, anything else. So Absolutely. I mean, that, that kind of goes into the fact that, you know, if you're a more experienced crossfitter and you've been doing this for a long time, you know, don't kind of just shun yourself away from like the beginners because you were a beginner at one point too. So just don't, you know, avoid those people, you know, don't 
finish a workout super early. You're like putting all your equipment away right in front of them. They're like killing themselves trying to finish a workout. Like leave your stuff be, go over there, you know, pump them up, help them out. Um, be there for them, you know, because we were all there at some point and, and we will nobody, all be there again. Yeah. And nobody cares how super fit you are if you're an asshole about it. You know, if you're a jerk to everyone around you. So just don't be like that. You know, as a community, we're here to, you know, push each other, make everyone better. Um, so be a part of that community. I agree. I mean, it's, it's, it's a simple, easy, it's the simplest, easiest thing to do on that list. Do not be too cool for school. Exactly. Because. Because there's always someone cooler. There's always somebody cooler. There's always somebody more fit. There's always somebody that's going to beat you in a workout. It's always going to be your turn to finish last. And trust me, it happens. Absolutely. You know, it's not always the f- most fun thing to finish last, but it's a growing experience. It, it's something everybody needs to do. And yeah. everybody, you know, if that's you, if we're speaking to you right now and you're the person who finishes last, don't feel bad about it. Like, know that we're all supporting you. We all have, you know, we get inspired by you finishing last, putting in the effort. We know it's hard for you and you're suffering through that. And that helps us be stronger athletes as well. And by us, yeah, I mean everyone absolutely. else. Right. And maybe this wasn't your day. Maybe you're, you slept horribly. You know, you had a terrible day at work. You didn't eat enough. It's just nothing, you know, fell right for you that day. But the fact that you showed up, you yep. know, consistency, you were here, you're putting in the work, you know, that's something to be proud of. Yeah, absolutely. You're doing, think about you finishing last. You're still finishing ahead of every single person that didn't do anything that day. Absolutely. So yeah. take yeah. that, take that little nugget, use it for what you will, guys. Top 13 ways to be a better CrossFitter. Uh, sum it all up, just show up. Accountability, be there. Show up, day in, day out, do the thing. Yep, get your foot in the door. First step, literally. Uh, all right, guys, until next time. Signing off. Peace.